Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> so are we speaking you out there? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah, thanks, Mum and Dad. Hello, you're listening to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. This is Bob Shoy, and with me is... Tissy. And there's no beef. <laughs> no We've beef. We've kicked him off the show, it's just me and Tiss now. Where's the beef? <laughs> That's what everyone's asking. <laughs> now, this is a very special episode to start off this new series of the show. Um, it's just me and... It's very special because beef's not here. <laughs> <laughs> no, basically, a little while ago, Tiss um, interviewed his mum. Yes. And uh, he sent me the audio and I've gone through it and we didn't know what to do with it for a bit. And we were going to put it on the Halloween one, but then I, I, I said on that Halloween episode, we're going to hold it back. And basically this episode is going to be that. So Tiss, tell us what this is and why you decided to interview your mum. So my mum had been to a spirit medium. I, I think I was over there uh during one of the sort of relaxings of lockdown or whatever so i could go over there and then we were chatting and she brought up this whole spirit medium story the whole saga and i just thought this is absolute material for weird tales we have Mm. to record this uh and yeah that's that's how it came about yeah so, uh, yeah, you sent me the audio a little while ago and I edited it a little while ago and I made some notes and I really enjoyed listening to it. Mm. Um, and the thing is, when you sent it to me, I thought, oh, it's going to be like a couple of minutes long. We'll shove it at the end of something. And I think it's about 20, 25 minutes long. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, that's kind of too long to shove in an episode, but we could do like a mini episode to start a series around it. And I didn't really cut anything out of it because I just liked listening to it. But so it kind of starts... In medias rest, it's like right in the middle of a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the the interview, but I'm going to stop at various points and ask you a couple of things to, cool. just to clarify. So this first clip starts with your mum saying he died, mm-hmm. but without saying who. Okay. Um, and I'm presuming that's her brother. Yes. This is this... when he was five years old. Yeah, yeah. This is when we were talking about uh, Newton Longville. Yeah. Because was... I remember you'd said, so you'd said about that to me before. I think that might have been mentioned on the show before, but that your mum's brother would have been your uncle um, drowned when he was five. Yeah, he drowned yeah. in the brickworks in Newton Longville. Um, right. If, I think it was like a sewage plant or a, oh, I don't know what it was. It was some sort of um, water cleaning plant or whatever. But the kids mm. would play around there when they were younger. And yeah, he slipped in and uh, mm. got, got got taken under. So that's what your mum was talking about at the start of this first clip. Um, and I love I love that in this clip you hear your dad getting spooked out. Yeah. Because he's in the room and towards the end of this first clip he's already getting spooked and has to leave the room, which <laughs> I love. I love that your dad's in the background of these clips. Yeah. Uh, but let's play that let's play that first clip now. He died he died because he drowned and he hadn't he didn't pass over properly. Um but again, I, I'm, I'm not quite sure the ins and outs of it. All I know is that the new neighbour that moved into Mum's property actually 
had all sorts of things going on, like um, he would draw on the walls, he'd move things. He he was quite a naughty ghost because he was only five when he died. Yeah. Um, and people used to say... Drawing that, on the walls? Yeah, he used to draw on the walls and with pencils and... Um, wow. Yeah. And, and what was it? it? He also used to... People, some of the neighbours, some of the villagers used to see him in the top landing window, looking out. And they'd tell the people who lived there yeah. that uh, someone the, was the, in the house. The or... person who was living there believed in the spiritual. Um, yeah. Uh, and he knew that it, it, for years, and he said it didn't bother him. He was quite happy because he wasn't, he wasn't um, an aggressive one. He was just naughty. Um, yeah. And he lived with it. Um, I don't think my mum really believed it, funny enough, because she didn't really believe in anything like that. No. Um, I think I saw a couple of things, like shadows and... What, in the house? White, yes. But when How I long were you in the house after? Years. We must have moved away when I was... Oh, no. When I was... 15 or 16? 15, would you say? Mm -hmm. We moved away when when I was 15, and when he died... He was five. He was 11. I was... You were 11. uh, I was 11, because I'd just gone to to senior school. Yeah. And did you ever have people say that you'd seen him in the window when you lived there, or was it only when...? Some of the villagers... What, when you lived there, they said, we've seen him... Yeah, but we never believed it. Mum didn't believe in it, so we didn't believe in it. It wasn't until much later when Mr Keane lived there yeah. and he, you know, that it sort of got our mind working. I think the next person actually had to have somebody in t- to clear it and they said that he'd got stuck in two worlds. He wasn't happy and he'd, he just got left behind. Yeah. He... um He didn't move into the spiritual world, I think, because he had a traumatic death. Couldn't quite come to grips with the fact that he died. Yeah, he couldn't believe that he died. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's exactly it, actually. Because somebody was telling us. I think another medium, when we talked about it, she said he he just wasn't... He he just couldn't comprehend that that he died. Mm. And that's why he'd stayed here, unresolved. yeah. <laughs> I don't like all this talking ghosts. Huh? <laughs> so are we speaking you out there? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So there we go. That's the the first clip, and when she talks about um, her brother, she says about him being a ghost, and people just accept acknowledging that there's this ghost, um, a naughty ghost drawing on the walls and things, uh, which is kind of crazy. But in this next clip, which Again, we're talking about your dad in the background. I love that your dad just like Archie buggers off because he gets spooked, just starts washing up and stuff. Yeah, you can just hear like clattering in the background. But yeah, exactly. I like the household atmosphere of that in this <laughs> audio. Uh, I would normally apologise for it if it was one of our proper episodes, but I really feel like it adds to the atmosphere of this. Yeah, I think it adds because I think you probably can imagine what I my reaction to all of this is when I'm just sitting there trying to record. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, ah, oh, just mouth open. Well, I can visualise it very well because I know your parents and I've been to your parents' house and stuff, so I've got a very strong visualisation of what's happening. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but in this next clip, uh, so there's a couple of names that get thrown about and I might just get you to just clarify. I mean, if you listen yeah. to the whole audio, you sort of work out who's who. But for listeners, if they want a grasp of who's who and as they start coming up. Um, so uh, Shannon is mentioned in this. Shannon's my cousin. Right, your cousin. And Linda is mentioned in this. Linda is my mum's sister uh, who died. So is that Shannon's mum? No, this is uh, another auntie. Yeah. Right, okay. Uh, so that's what I was trying to work out. So Shannon's the cousin and Linda's your mum's sister who's, yeah. who did who died. Yeah, she died. Right. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because she says about Linda's presence being in the room. Yeah, that's at, at it, some yeah. point. Okay, yeah, I've got that here. Um, and then she talks in this clip about um, 
seeing a medium, which you've you've said about. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's listen to this clip where about where your mom starts talking about seeing this medium. Well, let's t- so let's start from the start with Shannon and the medium. Right. Just what you know when, from now, because there's more to when, come. When um, Mum died, Shannon was living in her bungalow, and afterwards, um, oh. things were happening. In the bungalow. In the bungalow. Right. And she couldn't quite grasp, and I think she sort of made. She she was making some sort of reference, uh, trying to make sense of it rather than thinking that mum. And then there was a couple of t- oh no when um when mum was passing when we were all in her flat. Oh, it was Lin- we think it was Linda. She was in what what it was is there was things happening. First of all, the first night that I stayed, I went upstairs into a room. Uh, and when I come down the next morning, Dorian said, did you come down last night and open the, the front room window? I said, no. She went, oh, my God. She said, that window, we closed it. She said, when we got up, she said it was open. And this is in Dorian's house? No, in Mum's flat. Mum's bungalow? Mum's, no, Mum's flat. When we were there, when she was, gonna, when she was dying. Right, Sorry. That was a couple of days before she died. So things were going on then. Right. And you think it was Linda? It might have been Linda. And then, what was it? I think Shannon was making a cup of tea and something dropped into the cup just from nowhere. I can't remember what it was. That's okay. Something dropped into the cup. Something dropped into the cup. And she went, oh, my God, you know, where's that come? And she said there was just no way it should have... It should have gone in there. So wow. that sort of freaked her out. And I've got to admit, when um, what we did with Mum is we we played her uh, all her favourite music hmm. um, and just talked to her. Um, but when she passed, when she was passing, I could feel Linda's presence in the room, hmm. and I could feel her going from one world to the next it was quite it was it was it was quite moving mm. and I've never ex- well I've never seen anybody die so I don't no it's not my experience so wow but no in the bungalow so things were happening in the bungalow for Shannon she was trying to make sense of it that it was nothing I think there was a couple of times when she went, oh, I think it's Nan coming here. But she sort of said it off the cuff. She didn't really believe it. And then she moved into another house and things were happening then. And what she did was she actually put a towel down to to see if it would mo- the, the door would move. So there was something that she was actually putting things there well, right, if that happens, then it's definitely something supernatural because yeah. there's no way that can happen. And that's what she was doing. Um, the, the last... There was, there was various things. I think she could feel something on the landing and she was terrified of Theo's room, the baby. Nan was. Shannon. Shannon, sorry. So Shannon... Um, took Theo, made him sleep in her bed for a couple of weeks. Then she tried to make peace with it and just said, no, I've got to, I've got to get over this. I'm going to go, you know, back. And then um, she, she was just um, laying in bed and she's got like this extension lead and the light was put into it but in order for the light to go on you had to really press this switch down she was just sitting there probably on her phone <laughs> and this, the light came on oh my god and she said there was no way she said I'm just sitting there with it uh, and she said I actually heard the switch go oh, oh my god and that's when she was in floods of tears and crying and not going to stay there anymore. And so my sister said, well, we're going to have to do something. So I knew a minister 
uh, and that we they phoned him, and he said, "Don't, you know, I'll give you this medium who's very good." So she went to see the medium, and the medium said, "It is, it is." I don't know whether they what they told her, but he did turn around and say, um, "It it is the it is your mum," and the reason, and they must have said, "Well, why?" Why Shannon? Why why she sort of come back for Shannon? And uh, she said, well, the reason she's doing... Um, she feels that she's... Shannon's in a lot of um, changes in her life, traumatic experience, you know, with boyfriends and all things going on. Um, yeah. She just wants to be there, that she's looking out for her. So they did say, well, you're freaking her out. Um, you know, she she doesn't want you in there. Yeah. And the medium did say, well, don't worry, Shannon. Um, now that she knows, she won't come. She won't be there anymore. But what she might do is just you. You might get just a flicker that she's leaving. And she did get something yesterday. I'm trying to remember. Mm. That's okay. Just it was some some sort of what light. No, something had been turned round. Um. Something had been. Uh, she, yeah, they'd moved something, and what they'd done is they'd turned it, mm. turned it round. Yeah. So she knew that. Yeah, but whether she's gonna now leave her alone, I don't know. But the things that this medium <coughs> told Shannon. Yeah. Do you remember any of that? The did. Um, what else did she say? She said, you will be happy. You will... She said... Um, and also she could see her doing three, three different exams. And funny enough, she is thinking about doing um, nails and health and beauty. And I think there's three to be done for that. Hmm. Um, she told her that she was absolute that the rooms that she was terrified the landing and Theo's room she told her that and then she went on to talk about jewellery my mum was <laughs> one for her jewellery um, and she then sort of said you know I've got uh, I don't know where my jewellery is um, where my rings are but I want you to have this ring mm. um it's a one ring it's it it's a sapphire um it's got engraving on it um and she sort of described this ring and she said even if you just put it on uh, a necklace on your neck you know yeah. through through wants her to keep holding wants her to have it she wants her to have it and i've got the ring i've got it upstairs I, I'm not. I wasn't keeping it or anything. I was just yeah. waiting to disperse things with with Doreen. You know, I, I did give a couple of rings away to like Jodie, Karen's daughter, and yeah, um, somebody else. Oh, Haley. Yeah. And Haley has put the ring in Linda's box. Lynch she's he's, she's got like a picture frame. And all the little belongings of my sisters, she's got in this box of um, all the different rings, and she's put my mum's. And she actually, she actually said about that as well. She yeah, she actually said, oh, and she said she's telling me that uh, one of your rings is in a box, and it's there um, for, with your sisters, with your sisters' belongings. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, what well, so she wants Shannon to have that ring as well, or she, she's saying no, she just, one of Nan's rings? She knew that Nan's her, her ring was there. Yeah, because yeah. she said yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. But no, Shannon will have this ring that my mum's pointed out. Yeah, um, I'll take it to her. Wow, but yeah, and that's so far. What's the next? You were saying there's a next stage of the medium. There's another, you said there's another visit? I'm going on Tuesday. And what is that to you? This is another lady who I've seen before. And with her, 
she is, uh, I had a very good reading. She told me things that were certainly not generalised. Can you give me examples? Um, my dad came through and she said, I've got this gentleman and he really doesn't like anything like this. And he feels a little bit silly for even pushing, because spirits push their way through. If you can imagine, all of them are trying to get, and one will be dominant and, and push their way through to get to you and, and give this woman information. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, he, uh, he wanted to, and he wanted to, he wanted to push through and he wanted to give me a message. And he wanted to um, say that he was sorry for being a really bad dad. Mm. Um, and he was really sorry for, for the things that he'd done. Uh, the angels were with him, and what they were almost doing was re- rerunning his life and showing him all the mistakes that he made. Um, so making him relive yeah, the bad making things Making him realise, and I think they sort of do that before he can go on to another plane. Right, so he has they, to atone they, for his sins. They say, they say that you've got different planes... I think the lowest ones, you've got the spirits where they can make contact. I think once they start going up to different planes, maybe it's harder because there's things like my nan and my auntie who died many years ago and I've never... I might have had a message from nan, but I've never had a message from my auntie who was like a mum to me. Mm. Mm. So I always hoped that she would come through, but uh, she never has done. But if she lived, li- lived a good life, then maybe she moved up earlier, is that what? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. And anything else that... Any other people that have come through other medium stuff? No. Um... When Linda died, mm. I saw Mary. It's your sister, yeah. And Mary told me things that I'd... It, it was things that I used to do as a kid with her. Yeah. And, it, you know, the memory was long gone. I certainly didn't store it. You know, it wasn't until Mary said to me, she's showing me... She's showing me um, this that you used to do as a child and that. And it did, it freaked me out. Yeah. Also, Mary Mary did me a sympathy card. And Mary didn't know, but Mary does all her own cards and everything. But she did me one with butterflies. And the whole card was made in red and white. Red and white was the theme for my sister's funeral because she was Arsenal. Right, yeah, Linda was, she yeah. made She made them all wear their Arsenal shirts. <laughs> she, she had um, the red lining in the, in the casket mm. for, for, I mean, two days, three days before she died, we went down to see her and she'd got her Arsenal shirt on watching the football. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, Mary... I mean, how did Mary... No, not only that, my sister, when she comes back, they tell me that she comes back as a butterfly. She loves butterflies. And she'd got butterflies all on this card. And Mary didn't know any of this. Mary didn't know any of this. And when Mary gave me Reiki... And she sort of said a few things, but when when we come down and we were normal talking, she sort of looked at me and she went, "Your sister was a bit of a rebel, weren't she?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she was. She said she also used to. Uh, she, uh, she actually loved rock and roll, <laughs> and she did. So yeah. there was things that she was saying. Yeah. But yeah. And they, I think they also said about 
her funeral. She'd loved her funeral. Um, what? Because she had the horses and what? What do you call that? The coach and, carriage. Yeah, hmm. yeah. She had all of that, and she relayed that back. The woman. There was wow. there was so many things. Stuff well, they just couldn't have known. Yeah. Mm. And stuff it's that's bad. quite unique to that one person, really. Yeah. Wow. So there we go. She starts to, in that clip. She's talking about um, seeing a medium and getting some really specific readings, which I liked. I was like, when you get like specificity, yeah, specificity is the word, yeah, yeah. Um, and did you know about like your mum visiting the mediums before having this conversation with her? Yeah, my mum um, is quite spiritual in that sense. She really uh, for for many years. I can't remember if we talk about this, but for many years. Um, different members of my family have been going to spirit mediums and oh, right. my mum always tells me the story of when one family member goes and the stories are always like you know my uncle is quite skeptical and he went to see a spirit medium and uh he was like nearly in tears like from what the spirit mm. medium had said what it had picked up on um and it's always been that sort of thing to me where i'm like wow that is crazy like it kind of probably piqued my interest in the sort of spirit stuff you said about your mom being spiritual and that's like what i really picked up from this audio like it was a really spiritual side of your mom like i I knew she was a little bit spiritual but aside a very spiritual side that i wasn't aware of how spiritual she really was yeah and um i found it really interesting to listen to maybe more so because i know your mom yeah, but it was interesting to hear her talk through her like spiritual side more on this on this recording. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's always a treat when we get to talk about it together because she mm. is so passionately involved in it, but also you wouldn't know it. You know, like you said, you just it's when she does talk about it, it's like wow, you feel like this about it. But yeah, you're not like screaming it from the rafters, sort of thing. I think I have uh, the, my my grandma's a bit this, bit similar to this. Um, she doesn't talk about it a lot, but I think she has a very spiritual side. And there's a few like late night coffee conversations I've had with her where she really starts delving into it, and it's really sort of mind blowing the stuff that she talks about. Yeah, um, maybe I'll try and get that on the on an episode because I think it'd be really good. Yeah, um, I th- she's got some really good stories. I know my cousin's been trying to get me to to talk her into being on the show. Because she's got some really interesting stories. Yeah. So when lockdown eases again, and I can drive all the way down there. Maybe I'll uh, I'll get some recordings of her. That'd be awesome. But in this next one, uh, another name that comes up is Mary. Yes, uh, this is my mum's friend who is a spirit medium. Right. Okay. So this I thought it was. I didn't know if it was a relative or a friend, but it is the name of the the, the spirit medium she visits. Yeah. yeah, she's a family friend uh, right. who I've known my whole life, uh, but she hasn't been a spirit medium. When I've known her when I was younger, it's only recently, in recent years, probably about five, maybe ten years, uh, that she's been properly practicing it and like building up her spiritual um, whiskers, so to speak. Right. Okay. Get getting her in touch with the uh, that that side of things. Yeah. Um. So let's listen to this next clip as well. Then. Any other ghost stories? Any other? medium stories i'm trying to get a a good picture of uh the medium side of things i don't think we've had a lot of it on the podcast before i mean i my friend my friend is a um a a medium yeah Um, and she has explained to me uh i mean i've always been interested but been frightened frightened of the unknown yeah but she's explained to me that we've all got the ability to tap in to the spirits. It's whether or not um, we want to, that, you know, you're, you're taught how to tap in. The only thing is, is that they will come through and you really have to push them back. Otherwise, they'll just dominate. Your, your, so you, you have to be quite firm mm. and switch them down. Mm-hmm. To, to safeguard yourself and I think that's one of the things that they teach you when you how to tune in how to specific to ones in. rather than all of them no no tune in at a certain time I want to let them in right and then I want to shut them down 
because otherwise they'll yeah they'll just keep coming through if you don't shut them down they'll just keep coming through but what happens is they'll push through because they want to give you a message but what they do is they don't talk like you and I Mm. Mary has to try and work out and try and relay their message through to you and if you are not receptive, if you close her down, oh, I've got a load of old twaddle, oh, you're not going to... What happens is she's working between the two of you to try and gel this information. Mm. And if you are shutting <clears throat> yourself down... In a sense, you're the key to the information. So if she's relaying information, it needs you to unlock the message. Yes. Otherwise, it's, it's, it's a, a combination of the two. Yeah. It's the combination of the two. Mm. So if you shut down and you won't... So you need to be receptive... You do. ...to the message you and do. work with Mary or any yes. medium. Yes, But if you're a non-believer or you... Um, then you're not going to get a very good reading. No, because you're not going to... Uh... Because what's happening is Mary can only, um, only do what they're telling her against what you're saying and try and gel the Amalgamate two together. Amalgamate the story from Amalgamate both sides. Yeah. What I found interesting in that clip is she says about how the medium has said to her like that it's not something that only specific people have and that everyone has the ability if they hone it or something. It was a really interesting uh, sort of description of like the people's ability to make contact with this other sort of plane of existence or talks about planes of the afterlife and things like that. Yeah. Goes in all sorts of directions that I have like no sort of knowledge of um, or experience with. So it's interesting for me to listen to. Yeah. That's what that's. Yeah. I think that's what I'd heard um, before as well about Mary. Like, like I said, she hasn't been doing it or hasn't had the skills, but she said that it's like uh, you can just hone it. It's not born. You're not born with it. It's, it's something you can tap into, I guess. Mm. So I've got a few other clips now. I'll just play another one quickly now. I had a really good story. I told you about when we had a seance. Uh, we went away for the weekend. Yes, you did tell me, but you didn't tell me much. And I don't even think <coughs> I've got the pictures, but what do they call them? Orbit, orb, orbs. 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 Mary took pictures and you could see them flying around the room. Yeah. That we we were playing games, and we we I mean they'd switched them down, but I suppose because Mary and her sister were there, mm. who were both mediums, they must have. But you could see them just all flying around in in the room. I mean I couldn't see them. No. But it wasn't until Mary showed me on her phone, she was taking pictures of a a video, and you could see them. And one woman who was a, she believed because she was religious that she she would not um, engage in anything like that and this orb was it was massive round her <laughs> wow yeah but uh, yeah that's mad mm. I'd love to go to Mary for a reading at some point not to record yeah. just yeah. for myself yeah. yeah and then relay it yeah at the moment, she's not doing face-to-face ones. She's only, she tends to do... Um, Skype. Skype. Yeah. Zoom. Which might... Um, I'd probably prefer to do it face-to-face when we could. Yeah. Just because I know Mary, so it's nice yeah. to yeah. catch up anyway. Yeah. Cool. Um, in this one, you talk about potentially having a reading of your own. Is that something you're still interested in? Maybe, yeah. I've... I, yeah, I flip back and forth. Some days I'm just like hell yeah. Other days yeah. I'm just like I don't, I don't fancy rocking the boat. <laughs> you know, because is it is it like uh, you don't want to? Uh, you don't your your belief goes up and down, or is it like you just don't want to do it, or you don't want to open that box, or yeah, I I feel like even if I don't believe in it or whatever, I still put a little bit of stock into something if someone's telling me it. It's like right. you can't unhear what you've heard, even if you sort of tell yourself, "Ah, oh, it's not real anyway, blah, blah, blah. You can still be told stuff and it will still stick with you a little bit. Right. So it's like sometimes I'm like, I don't want that extra baggage. <laughs> what, what if they tell me something, you know, 
too far ahead in the future, which sort of ruins their now, you know? Yeah, what if this really does, like, rock my sense of what I believe in and then I can't put that thought away again? It is out of the box now. Yeah. As yeah, much exactly. as I try and ignore it. Yeah. Um, and she talks about orbs as well in that clip. Yes. And um, and a seance. My mum did a seance with her friends. Yeah. 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 Um, I can't remember where they went to do it, but they had loads of photos and there was orbs all around the place. I think they had, like, maybe a camera on with lights and they were sort of yeah looking through it and yeah she said the most skeptical person there the orbs were like all hanging around sort of thing yeah yeah typical i love the idea of doing a seance at some point it's trying to find people to do it with like i wanted i would love to do it for the show where they don't think i'm there to take the piss because i think sometimes especially because i'm the skeptic on the show people think i'm there to like tear things apart yeah but it's it's really not my intention. I just am curious. So yeah, I would love to go with some people who are willing to like allow me to go and don't feel like I'm there to take the piss out of them. Yeah, but also they're experienced enough that they know what they're doing. You should be able to go, yeah, and report on it. Being a non-believer, not necessarily a skeptic. That's all you are—a non-believer. Yeah, exactly. A, ske- a skeptic is someone who challenges the, the non, non-belief but yeah no I'm not really there to challenge I'm just curious of what other people believe in it's the same way I am with religion I'm not like well you're wrong if you believe this it's yeah cool okay you may maybe you're right maybe you're not I believe this personally but tell me what you believe that might be right too yeah totally yeah so. it's gutting that a lot of those people aren't willing to open up to the non-believers and open the doors no. and allow them to you know maybe become believers uh, very early on in the show, I think I described myself as an open-minded atheist, and you found that really funny. <laughs> the idea of it <laughs> like, It doesn't make sense, but I still stand by that. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to upset anyone or challenge anyone. I personally believe this, but I also want to hear what you believe. I think it's just as interesting and just as valid. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, that was that's ba- that's basically the end of the clips we have of your mum, and they're. Because I really enjoyed listening to it. But at the very end of this, yeah, your dad jumps over and starts talking about his Australian ghost he visit he uh, encountered. Yes. Uh, so before we move on to that, is there any other stuff you want to say about the the interview of your mum or because no. she said also that she might she might go to another she might have another reading. I don't know if she'd had that. Yeah, or I spoke to her. She hadn't to... hadn't had another reading, so that was where it got left. Unfortunately, right. because I was, I was, I thought this was the prequel to something more, uh, really, because mm. I felt like she was going to go back and and I could have interviewed her properly, but uh, yeah, this ended up being the only time, I guess. Uh, right. COVID. <laughs> yeah, it sort of froze everything, sort of in disarray. But you have to believe that. But yeah, thanks for getting the interview with your mum, Tis. That's <laughs> I, all good. I personally enjoyed it because, like I said, I know her, and it was interesting to hear that side of her, and I hope the listeners enjoy it too. Yeah. Thanks, mum. But also, yeah, you're, so we got a little clip of your dad talking about an ex- a ghostly experience in Australia. Yes. Uh, I, I can't remember this one. I haven't listened to it for a while. But Is it at your uncle's house? Is that who lives in Australia? Yeah, my uncle and auntie live in Australia. We st- Me and Lynn yeah. stayed with them when we went out there as well. They are great. Okay, that's who I thought it was, yeah. Brilliant people. So let's listen to Tissa's dad's uh, Australia experience that shook his belief in ghosts. Cool. Right. Right. We went to uh, the wife's sisters in Cairns in Australia. Yeah. And before we went, Sandra had said they'd had some strange goings on. They'd been out. Um, they'd locked the, locked this this metal door, back door, and they come home and the door was open and, and things had been moved about and they were getting really freaked out. And we didn't think nothing of it because I don't believe in ghosts. I didn't. Sorry, I didn't believe in ghosts. So, anyway, we we got there and it was about the second or third day in. And I used to get up early. I can't sleep, so I used to get up early. And I'd go and sit on the on the patio and have a cigar and a coffee. It was about six o'clock in the morning. And the sun was just about coming up, so it was a little bit dark still. And I was sitting there and I saw someone come into the kitchen. Um, and I didn't think nothing of it. I was just waiting for them to make a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and come out and join me. 
So I kept on looking and they were walking about uh, and I kept on reading my book and then I thought, oh, they've got to come out soon. I'll go and see what they're up to. So I opened the door to go in and there was no one there. I, I assume they'd gone back to bed. So I waited till everyone got up and uh, I spoke to the sister-in-law and brother-in-law and they said, no, no, they didn't get up. And I know they, they're not early people. They, they lay in till late. They, they don't like getting up early. Yeah. So I'm, um, And they were quite adamant that it wasn't them. They didn't do anything. So I didn't think nothing of it. I was a bit freaked out. So the next, the next night I went to bed and I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to go... I thought, I'm not going to get up and then go for it all again. But then I heard... I heard at the same time, about six o'clock, I heard... The kitchen stalls moved moving around in the kitchen. They were, uh, a tiled floor, so you could hear these wooden chairs being moved about. And I thought, oh, they're taking the mick now. And uh, and it carried on for about five or ten minutes. Uh, and I stayed in bed and read there and that. And, and when I eventually got up uh, later that morning, I said to them, look, you're taking the mickey now. One of you got up and started moving the chairs about. And they were, again, quite... And, and my sister-in-law was was shocked, she was so frightened that I knew they weren't taking the mick, that, that it wasn't them. Yeah. Um, and they said after that, it, it didn't happen again, funny enough, there was nothing. Um, but they did tell me that this estate they live on was built on an old hospital, it was an hospital that took in all the, the Second World War veterans, Australians that come back from the war that had died or were injured. Hmm. And this estate was built on that land. So, where was one of them? I don't know. But I definitely saw someone walking about. I wasn't, it wasn't a, um, a mirage or a fantasy of my brain. It was someone, and, and the next night was definitely someone moving chairs about in the kitchen. Wow. Um, and when I got up, none of the chairs were moved. They were still, the breakfast bar stalls were still in the same place. So, it was just the movement, the yeah, sound. The sound. You, you know what sound? It was loud. It wasn't like, oh, was that a noise? Was that a noise? No, it was definite. You could hear the chairs being pulled across these tiled floors, like someone was moving them to sit down. Mm. Yeah. Wow. But I say nothing after that. Nothing and uh, nothing since. And it's since quieted down. We've stayed over there since, and there was. When I say there was nothing, nothing I heard or saw, because I, by that time I was getting older and I wasn't getting up at six o'clock in the morning with a fag. I was staying in bed till eight, nine o'clock. Yeah. And sleeping, so... Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't experience anything when I was there, to be fair. Yeah. Amazing. Perhaps he'd moved on or come to peace, that was it. We needed that. Yeah. Peace. Yeah, John and Sandra had lots of things going on before before I got there, and they said about it and things being moved and and things like that. Uh, yeah, wow. but this locked this locked locked door freaked them out because it was locked, and when they come back, the door was the door was open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing. There we go. I do remember the story now. I do remember the story. It was like yeah. someone he heard someone in the front room or somewhere. That's it. And then he multiple said multiple times. He said to them, "Oh, what were you up for?" Because my dad is like that. My dad will hear something in the night. Like he'll like say I get back at 12 o'clock or something. The next morning he'll be like, "Heard you get back like, you know, he will know everything. It's like yeah. neighborhood watch." So his brain works like that, so uh, I definitely trust that he's the sort of person that would hear noises and be like calculating them and you know storing them for the next day to be like, who was that, by the way? <laughs> I love that the listeners get to experience a bit of uh, you interacting with your dad because it's always a treat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I like the I like that they'll hear like your dad's very like sort of like no nonsense. Yeah. So it's it was fun to listen to him sort of explain a situation where he was really spooked and didn't have an answer for what was happening. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and then on a separate recording, he also remembered a few more ghost stories. So I guess we'll use that to play out the episode. Yeah. Um, but this is this is going to be where we leave it. So thanks to your parents for 
yeah, giving thanks, us and these Dad. little clips to to play on here. I hope the listeners enjoy them as a little sort of a mini episode to start this series. You could say these stories, um, the one about my uh, uncle, her brother, uh, that yeah. ghost story was probably like probably my first ghost story ever. Weird Tales Origins. Yeah, it could be because uh, yeah, my mum would always be telling me about my nan speaking to the people who lived at that house and saying, "Oh, you know, David's been uh, doing this again and stuff mm. like that." And it, it was always like a running. It was just taken for a given that thing. that was a thing that happened. I'd yeah. always ask her, like, "Oh, has your brother been, uh, you know, harassing those tenants again?" <laughs> 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 but yeah, weird tales origins. Um, so. Like I said, it's the start of this new series. Uh, we're going to be weekly through December. So we've already recorded next week's episode, um, which is another discussion episode, which is a really good one. So yeah. I hope you enjoy that. That's a belter of a discussion episode. Yeah, really good one. It's sort of a, a companion to the one we did last series, which is why we followed up with another discussion so so soon. So it's a companion to the ego episode, but it's a really good one. So I hope you enjoy that next week. And then after that, it's episode 150. Uh, at the time of recording this, uh, if you're listening now, this is your last chance this week to get in. Any questions you have for us for episode 150, we're going to do a section of the episode of like Q&A. So if you have any questions for us about us, about the show, about any of the topics we've covered, about anything in general, just a random, we've had a few just like, what's your favorite, this, that or the other quick questions, anything at all you want to ask us, we'll try and get through as many as we can. But do that at the email unexplainableuk at mail.com or contact us through any other medium means we are online on the Facebook page. Uh, contact me on Twitter. It's at Bob Shoy at B-O-B-S-H-O-Y. Uh, or go on the website and contact through there, weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.com. Any way you want to contact us, get those in this week, though. This is your last chance. Um, I think that is all the things I need to say. Uh, if you go on bobshoy.com, which is uh, my personal website, you can see all the other shows I work on now. We're all part of a, a podcast network, so you'll see all that stuff on there as well. That's kind of a new or updated website. Um, and yeah, I think that's all the information. Cool. Yeah, Tiss is, Tiss is nodding, so that's a yes. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, Tissy, uh, for chatting to me about this on a, on a Saturday morning. Yeah, man. It's good. I like these hours for talking. I think waking up early. I'm. This is prime me. I'm. Yeah, me too. We're both morning people. I am the most me from about six in the morning. I tail off from about twelve. One, two, three is like I should be siesta. Like should be in. So bed. this is basically this is the same as me because this is like years of construction work. Basically, you get up, get it done in the morning, yeah. flag in the afternoon, go fuck it, let's go home. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's exactly it. Drilled into us. Uh, but we have to record a beef most of the time. Who's on like I have a child hours, so I'm exhausted <laughs> yeah. in the morning, and I will talk in the evening when the child is in bed. Yeah, that's there. Um, so yeah, beef will be back next week. He's not actually off the show. <laughs> yeah we didn't clarify that at the start <laughs> we just let it hang <laughs> we live in suspense for half an hour <laughs> but thanks for listening everyone and uh yeah until next time bye bye love you lots bye bye in another case it wasn't mine it was my my older brother he uh he was a manager in the men's john menzies stores in in norwich and he lived he lived above the the flat, lived above the shop in the flat, sorry. And there was two incidents. One was his wife. His wife was washing up and she heard footsteps coming up the stairs and she's talking away and chatting and telling my brother what was going on and that. And when she didn't get any answer, she turned round and there was no one there. And she knew she'd heard someone walking up the stairs and opening the kitchen door, coming in. My, my brother was still in the shop. He hadn't come up. Uh, the second incident was um, they were in bed one night and my brother sort of half woken by this noise and then someone quite heavy sat on his legs. He said the weight was, was he felt his legs were going to break. The weight was that heavy of someone sitting on his legs. Wow. And he jumped up and screamed and um, this, whatever it was, disappeared. Wow. Um, and that was in the same flat? The same flats, yeah. Oh, my God. Where was that? That was in Norwich. Norwich? Yeah.
How long ago was that then? Because that was before he was up north. Oh, yeah, that was... Oh, well, going back, he was... Mm, early 20s, mid-20s, so... Yeah, he'd be 70 now, so... Wow. And there's one bit where my mum starts I'm pretty sure that happens in the clip did you notice that oh there is and something like, like that no she's just like the ghost is saying like <laughs> yeah that is it yeah <laughs> do you want me to cut that um if you could if you can if, yeah. you, if it can't be cut then don't worry I can't remember I can't remember if I cut it or not but if <laughs> if I didn't I will go back and check that bit <laughs> just check it if it's not too bad then it's fine if it's like my yeah mom, no it did I do remember that I just thought at the time I was like mum like then you know this is a podcast <laughs> I funny. think she's just sort of saying it thinking that the audio is just for other people it's not in the real yeah. world Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.